2011, theorizing that one could make an entertaining podcast, the Geek Out Heroes stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. When they woke, they found themselves trapped in your present, facing political correctness and social justice warriors who were determined to kill humor and joy. Now the GOH are driven by an unknown force to laugh in the face of stupidity and make jokes anyway. Their only guide on this journey is Steve, a listener from their own time, who seems to be just as deranged as they are. And so the Geek Out heroes find themselves leaping from topic to topic, trying to set right what once went wrong, and hoping each time their next cast will be better than the last. Welcome back to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo and Miles. And sorry for sorry the, uh, the no, I got this. Sorry for <laughs> the delay. We had to uh, wait for the dub actors to finish out our lines. Uh, so that's that's the why we had the the long period there. <laughs> yeah, we're having our uh, we're having our podcast translated into uh, Cantonese, and uh, you know. <laughs> some uh a few, a few other things we're gonna we're gonna be uh, i think we're i think we're gonna be going with uh i i don't know how you how you, how you say this is this just yeah <laughs> i think that's correct uh i don't know if i got all the syllables and clicks correctly sorry my my fault this is why we uh, have dubbers this is why we have dubbers yeah i just the talent's <laughs> just not here um no listeners uh we had we've had some uh last last two two and a half months have been kind of shit for, for all of us, uh, health issues, um, family, uh, health issues. We've had COVID that was fun. Technical issues, technical <laughs> issues. I mean, just lots and lots of problems. Um, so, uh, hopefully we're going to get everything cleared up. We're not going to be doing the two hour podcast anymore because they take too long to edit. And as many things as that, that happen within two weeks, we're going to just talk about the things that we want to talk about and not try to cover everything anymore. Right. So with that said, I'm going to start a timer because we're only going to go for a maximum of an hour and 20 minutes. And if you hear that timer go off, well, we'll try to wrap things up and that'll be the end of the podcast. Lots of things have been going on, things within the gaming industry, Wizards of the Coast, you know, trying to self-sabotage themselves and uh, throw themselves from the proverbial window. Uh, I don't know what the hell is going on with them and why they suddenly, well, I should say, I know why they did this. I don't know what they were thinking in the fact of thinking that it was be a good business model for a tabletop uh, company. Yeah. Rolled one on intelligence. Yeah. It's just Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> you, you, Wizards of the Coast, your stats are shit. Wizards of the Coast, a while back, they had hired somebody from Microsoft who basically came in and made the statements to the company and even in public. The problem with Wizards of the Coast is that they weren't making as much money as video game companies. They're not a video game company, obviously. Uh, You and I know that, but this person somehow didn't. And as a result, they said that it's being under monetized. 
and believed that they should be able to change this or could change this to make it better uh, and to make them more profitable. Somewhere along the lines, part of this profitability came into play of, all right, well, we have to change our OGL. And uh, their OGL is the licensing agreement that they have with basically everyone. Everyone who's a creator, everyone who's a customer essentially can follow this and know that, hey, these are the guidelines of which you, of which you can use our product to either make your own homebrew games, your own uh, content. You know, you can base it off of our universe. And back when they made the first OGL, even the CEO, the former CEO, I should say, made the statement of this is ironclad for them. They can't change this. They decided that this is the way they're going to go forward. And it gave yeah. pretty pretty good freedom to everyone else of like, hey, you can use the systems that we have to create your own homebrew stuff. And if it's really good and you can find a publisher to publish it, fantastic. It won't be licensed by Wizards of the Coast, so it'll never be lore amongst our stuff. But hey, it shouldn't prevent you from being able to make some good coin from people who want to play your content. Right Now, obviously, this doesn't apply to video games because video games that are using D&D have to be licensed through Wizards of the Coast. It's in the original OGL. Mm-hmm. Well, they decided to expand that to the point of it doesn't matter who you are. We own it. Yeah. They, they ultimately wanted to put their fingers in everybody's pie. Yeah, uh, they were they were essentially and, and the worst part about it was they, they had put it out as if it was a contract and saying that every creator, any creator who is continuing to make content after this OGL drop after the OGL drops, which is OGL 1.1. They were essentially having to agree to all of the terms of the OGL. And there was nothing that they could do about it. And if they wanted to make an argument or make any kind of concessions with Wizards of the Coast, they had to sign off on the OGL before they could make those statements. So basically, you had to agree to let them own anything that you made and all this other, all these other bullshit things that they had in there. Uh, and then you could talk about it with them. That's. <sighs> yeah, they gave them a week to sign it. Uh, and uh, it also came with an NDA. Yeah. And that's it. I was yeah. like, that's just shady as fuck. Yeah. And thankfully it was leaked and a lot of people got to see it. On top of that, you had plenty of people within Wizards of the Coast who are still with Wizards of the Coast and thankfully have not been outed from the company on uh, leaking this information because a lot of uh, leaks came from them. And internally, Wizards of the Coast is butting heads and having an internal battle amongst the company uh, staff and their leadership. Basically, the company staff essentially feels that this is complete bullshit and should never have existed in the first place. What are you guys doing? And the leadership's saying, fuck you. We want more money. Now, more information has come out, you know, as we've been doing the podcast and some stuff had come out from uh, D&D shorts. You should absolutely go and look at his full breakdown of the leaks that he's had. But essentially, the staff was telling them, don't do this. And the management said, screw you without ever considering what the consequences would be towards the community and towards their creators. They actually did not want to hurt anyone who is an independent creator, but they just weren't listening, which apparently is a common problem within wizards of the coast and this management, right? Because apparently two of the CEOs, at least just don't give a shit, especially one in particular, he doesn't seemingly care about anything anyone else has to say and will berate any of his staff for disagreeing with them. And is just concerned with bringing everything into the digital age. So basically, it came down to leadership saying, fuck you, we want more money. Right. We're owned by Hasbro now. We need to have more money. Which, by the way, you need to know Hasbro absolutely shares in this. 
they have a, a policy now of just basically getting rid of any IP that doesn't perform to the standards that they set. They want everything to be billion dollar makers. So they're getting rid of certain IPs, regardless of how successful or well they've sold, because they're not hitting the marks that they want them to hit. If you want to know an equivalent, just think of how Sony treated Amazing Spider-Man. When that came out, it made over three times its budget, even more than it's including its marketing budget, and they still treated it like it was a failure. That's basically what Hasbro is doing now with their IPs. And Wizards of the Coast saw this. They knew this. This is why they, they brought in the two people who are engrossed in making digital their big frontier. But they saw it as, oh, well, we're not making as much money as video games. We need to be like that. We're not making as much money as Candy Crush. We need to be like that. It's the equivalent of we're not making Marvel money, so we need to change things or stop doing this entirely. And a lot of this has come from the fact that Hasbro got kind of a big head on their shoulders when they saw the amount of Magic the Gathering and D&D sales that were taking place during the pandemic. Yeah, the surge that they got. Yeah, they, they started having this huge, huge uplift in profitability because people weren't going outside as much and they were trying to find other things to do. And not everybody's a, you know, plays video games. Not everybody's a gamer. So these tabletop games were coming back and being really big. And you had this huge surgence of uh, customers and a shit ton of viewership between stuff like critical Critical role and, you know, other, other podcasts that do live stream of their games and Twitch streams and, Absolutely. So along with that, uh, you've had, you know, since you've had this big, you know, big rising of just the D&D brand, they thought, oh, we can we can monetize the shit out of this now. So you had D&D Beyond becoming a thing. Uh, you have D&D Beyond subscriptions becoming a thing. I mean, it's, it's just nuts. I and mean, every, everyone who is a long term D&D fan or any even really anyone who's a video who plays video games knows that this subscription is bullshit that it is just a way to make more money off of you and to try and drain you of your cash it's horseshit just by the books yeah. yeah the only reason i even remotely entertained it was to have the infinite character roster yeah and i'm like ah, it's not that big i mean shit we're not even playing we're not right even playing right now yeah but uh <laughs> but that was really the only thing that enticed me but the the thing that was fucking hilarious to me was get when they got called out and all that shit, and then they've been doing this subtle pandering kind of thing, and uh, they turn around and and increase the price or they propose to increase oh, the Jesus. price of their top tier yeah. from six dollars to thirty yeah <laughs> per month and yeah. like a five hundred percent increase was your solution yeah to making this better. <laughs> Yeah, totally makes sense that this is this is the way you would go, right? Now I will say, Wizards of the Coast has made a statement that oh, they never considered the thirty dollars price tag. That's that's just a rumor. That's not even true. Uh, no, they absolutely considered it internally. Trust me. Fucking what the <laughs> hell? Uh, yeah, hearing that made me laugh uncontrollably for for a good twenty minutes because I was just like, what the fuck, like. You you honestly <laughs> they can't... went to AI Civilization Six uh, Deal School. <laughs> yeah, like are you are you guys who who is who is running this company that thinks that these are good ideas? Like, I, and I like I know who she is, but I don't know if she, I don't think she's the one coming up with all of them herself. I think she's probably come to all these different teams, these leadership teams, and their and their execs and and all that shit, and told them you need to come up with way better ways and more ways of us making more money. 
I think that's pretty much the task that she's she's put forth in the company. The problem is, is that she's listening to them. And uh, I got to say, like Wizards of the Coast, I don't know what you were thinking, thinking that hiring us, hiring somebody from Microsoft, a company that makes software and video games and consoles that this person would make you more profitable or be the best leadership for you. That's the equivalent of someone asking uh, EA to be your treasurer. I mean, like, does that make sense? Like we're going to, we're going to bring in EA or somebody from EA to run our company or to run this or to run that, or be the head of head of something that they shouldn't be the head of. No, (laughs) looking at you, Bowser, right? (laughs) Like, if the person on there is has no association with anything that you do, like I'm sorry, I get that you may think that that video games and and tabletops might collide, coincide together. They don't. There are completely different animals when it comes to business side of things. So, why you thought this person could run the company when I? It, it, it's mind-boggling. Like, I'm sorry, my my brain hurts just even trying to think how that how that thought process came about in the first place. But <clears throat> here we are, and uh, Wizards of the Coast is paying for it. Uh, they are literally learning what it, what the meaning of "fuck around and find out" means. Yeah, and that's what's happening to them. They have fans who have dropped off, longtime players who are boycotting the game and are moving yeah, over less- to things. Like past last number I saw was forty thousand subscribers dropped off their uh, subscription program. Yeah, not surprised. Not even the least surprised. You have people saying, you know, you have you they the card sales from Magic of the Magic the Gathering. I believe they said dropped thirty percent from where it was at, and it had already dropped after after the you know quote unquote pandemic stopped. <laughs> Like when, when people started going back to work, obviously their, their sales dropped and that's what caused them to panic and say, we need to figure out a way to make sure we're making as much money as possible. Okay. Well, we'll figure out ways to do that through marketing and, you know, other means and try and keep people interested in our, in our content. But this was not the way to do it. And it's pretty evident that your fans are pissed and showing you. Yeah. When, when so many of them go to cancel their subscriptions that it crashes your fucking website. Yeah. <laughs> like, goddamn. Yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's kind of nuts. Nuts. Uh, you know, and speaking of companies that are trying to completely destroy themselves, limited run games. God damn, dude. I like it, 2022 kind of sucked, but 2023 is starting out with just like every company's just like, fuck it. Let's go out of business. Yep. Ubisoft. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. Yeah. It, we'll, and we'll get to Ubisoft. Uh, <laughs> so let's just for those of you who don't know, Limited Run Games decided to fire an employee based off of the sole accusations of one person on Twitter. One person on Twitter that was loud. That was it. It was one fucking person. There was there wasn't a you know thousands and thousands of tweets. There wasn't thousands and thousands of fans going, I won't buy your gun, your 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 games and I won't buy your products until you get rid of this monster of a human being who simply said that she liked Hogwarts legacy. Yeah. Yeah. She made the horrible mistake of going online and being the, uh, I believe their social media manager or a community manager, I believe. And, uh, made the horrible mistake of saying, Hey, I'm really excited for Hogwarts legacy. 
just monstrous. So <laughs> what did this, uh, what, what did this person, who's, who's ire did this person, you know, attract? Well, it was uh, purple tink, uh, tinker uh, off of Twitter. I don't know what the fuck their real name is. Um, this is the one person that it, like, it, if you look throughout their entire Twitter history, they're known for being a bully online. They were literally kicked, kicked off of the board for broke or for BronyCon. is BronyCon of all things. <laughs> they were kicked off the board because they were too much of a toxic influence on their own community that they helped start. That should tell you something. Right. Instead of limited run games going, hey, we're going to look into this and find out what the hell's going on. Nope. They took it off of this one fucking person's word who put together a timeline of this woman's evil transphobic behavior and uh basically the same thing that's been happening with jk rowling of the 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 woman made the statement of women should say feel safe in bathroom bathrooms women should be uh should feel safe and and should feel comfortable playing sports with other women and not feel like they're having to compete with someone who is originally of the other sex who is biologically male and has higher bone density, more musculature. Like this is true facts listeners. This is actual biology because she followed biology that made her an evil human being. And she needs to be canceled much like JK Rowling deserves to be canceled, obviously, because uh, she made the simple statements of, you know, could you guys stop calling women, uh, menstruating persons? I I'd appreciate that because, you know, I'm a woman that that's literally, literally metaphorically literally what she said <laughs> because i'm i'm surmising what she said she she had made a big deal about it a while back uh somebody had posted it was it was the national women's day and these media companies were making statements of like hey you know to all the you know the menstruating persons out there and she's like menstruating persons like what the fuck is this and she learned that like this is what the media had been changing the the word women into is this like menstruating persons nonsense she goes could you guys just call us women like we deserve it we deserve to be called what we are like i i don't understand what's happening uh this is you know this is nonsense we we've take we've taken this idea and gone way too fucking far and she she had made other statements of basically women should feel safe women should have should have the right to feel safe just a decade ago this is a person that would have been considered standing up for women's rights and she would have been applauded no one would have disagreed Everyone would have said, yeah, that makes sense. So Kara Lynn with Limited Run Games had apparently made the same mistake. She saw a problem that was affecting women and said something about it. And that caused her to be completely just bullied and lambasted by one fucking person. Literally one person. And that was enough for Limited Run Games to go, well, we've looked into it. And we realized that we have to be inclusive. And by inclusive, we mean exclusive to anyone who believes or thinks anything differently than we do. So we're firing her. And that is called discrimination, right. which is not covered by at will states. Discrimination is not covered under that. All she has to do is simply prove it. But I don't think she's ever going to take it to court because she's pretty much said as much. But here's the real kicker. She was actually going to be switching positions in the company this month because Social media tends to take it out of you. So being a community manager kind of sucks. So they kind of have to rotate. So she was going to be taking on a different position in the company this month, and they still fired her. They simply could have rotated her out of that position into the position she was going to go to and just said she's no longer the community manager and left it at that. They didn't even have to make an announcement. 
and it would have been fine. But no, they gave in to the Karen. So I look forward to hearing about the final backlash on all of this and uh, find out what happens to you guys. Uh, so good luck to you, Limited Run. Um, on top of that, you can uh, be uh, rest assured that I will never be a customer of yours. I don't think any of us on the podcast will be a customer of yours right. simply because you're all pieces of shit that gave in to one person screaming the loudest because you feared backlash that was never coming. And yet you've dealt with this in one of the worst ways possible. If I had been your marketing manager and, and you guys had told me that this was going to be your decision, I would have lost my shit right in, right in front of you. I would have just been like, that's the dumbest fucking idea I've ever heard. Are you stupid? And the answer is obviously yes, they are. They're that dumb. Like I said, they weren't getting thousands of tweets. They were getting one tweet from one person. And this is what they looked into because they feared the LGBTQ community. That's it. They feared that community so much. I have never seen a people claiming to be marginalized so much that they have that much fucking power to just instantly get someone fired. That's insane. They make up less than fucking 5% of the entire population. Limited run games. Are you high? You based your decision solely on the fact that you might lose that, that small percentage of customer base that in reality, you probably never had fucking brilliant. You do got, you guys do know the internet's like an elephant. It never forgets, right? So after this, they started getting thousands of tweets and replies within just regular posts that they had, not even the post announcing it, but just regular posts that they had saying that they were doing this. They started getting thousands of tweets saying, are you fucking kidding me? You fired her for this? Are you guys out of your mind? Well, I guess I'll cancel all my pre-orders. And at this point, there's nothing you can do to stop this. There's nothing you can do to take it back. You can't rehire her. You can't do anything because people remember the kind of piece of shit you are now. And they'll always remember it. I mean, I wish people had this kind of outcry when it came to Activision and the way they treated their employees. God, that is a fucking tragedy to me. But still, at least people are starting to stand up for something. Limited run games, whatever happens, if you go out of business for this, if you guys ha are losing money hand over fist because of it, you deserve it. You brought it on yourself. You, you brought it on yourself. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, fuck around and find out. Right. So moving on to other things that are happening at the start of 2023, Jesus Christ, Ubisoft, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What, 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 what is happening? <laughs> I mean, listeners, we, we've talked about Ubisoft a shit ton. I mean, it's only natural. It's one of the was one of the top AAA game developers. Uh, they were they were listeners. They were the number one triple a independent developer for decades yeah um the the skull and bones uh fiasco of, of it being delayed yet again uh for the sixth time i believe yeah um this this game was originally supposed to be just dlc for black flag and it's right. been how many years since then uh like this, nearly this game, a decade there, there was a there was an article or a video I saw uh, that pointed it out specifically. Like, there's not going to be a landscape for this game no. once it releases. It, nobody's going to be looking for this game. Not realistically. No. They're, like, there's, so there's, they're never going to make any kind of money off of it <coughs> that they put into it. Yeah, there's not a met chance. metaphorically there's going to be a handful of people. And yeah. when I say a handful of people, there's just like maybe a couple thousand uh, that are going to look into it. But aside from that, it's not going to get any players unless they're going to attach themselves to a service like play or like a game pass, which will bring in more players who are willing to try out something 
that's included in service. Yeah. That they're like, oh, well, this is included in service. I might as well try it out and see what it's like. Maybe that'll bring in new customers. And Ubisoft, that's something to seriously consider. Just letting you know. Yeah. That's the only but, way I'd, I'd bother it. Or if it was like $5 on CD yeah, piece. <laughs> but they're asking full price for a game that looks janky as fuck. Yeah. By my standards, beyond full price, because they want the fucking $70. They want $70, bucks, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's been in development since, you know, since basically Black Flag, and Black yeah. Flag came out over almost a decade ago. Uh, you know, like you said, it was supposed to be DLC, and every time they show off, every time they show off gameplay for it, it just looks, it looks half-assed. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying visually. I think the visual, like visually, it's beautiful. Uh, your Your graphics department, fucking spot on you guys have done a great job there uh yeah. the thing that i'm referring to even world like even overall world building i think they've done a decent job i think the map's kind of shit but that's just me oh. i don't i don't really appreciate the layout <laughs> that map interface is fucking terrible <laughs> yeah i don't really appreciate that layout uh but it, it's it's one of those things of like that that's something that if you were playing it maybe you could get used to but yeah, it'd be it, in all reality it'd be a small nitpick yeah but when it comes to game mechanics and stuff like that, I mean, it's very, you know, obviously it's very arcadey. It's designed to be kind of arcadey for, for you yeah. to be it because it's designed to be a multiplayer. But there's certain things like they showed them treasure hunt or going on a treasure hunt look terrible. Uh, I mean, you pull you, you don't get off the boat for certain things like going up to a sunken ship to get intel. You go up to the sunken ship and you just park next to it. And it's like, oh, you suddenly found a letter. When did I get off the boat? All right. Even Black uh, Flag you're, you're had shit where you got off the boat. Did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like, like even Black Flag had shit where you got off the boat. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Um, or when you visit an island to actually dig up the treasure, you, you finally got off the boat, but the, the, the buried treasure mechanic was, uh, was a joke. Yeah, uh, well, and when the, I saw uh, that. And the, the last gameplay that we saw, we're not even sure you can run in the game. Like it looks like you might be forced to just, Oh yeah. Casually stroll everywhere. He was and walking everywhere. That would get so fucking annoying real fast. Now, now I can understand if he was walking to show off scenery and stuff like that, Absolutely. but there was no, there was no like spinning the camera around to show the environment or doing any kind of cinematic views. Like right. let's just have you, if you guys have ever played uh, uncharted or anything like that and you've gone around and there are times where you're just kind of walking and looking around, there are moments in that where you're creating your own cinematic uh camera work for for mm -hmm. it you are taking in the scenery you're looking at the environment and stuff like that that creates an immersive experience for you the player when you're watching somebody else play and they do that it does the same thing this wasn't the case this person was going you know uphill and the camera would be focused like down and like off to the right and down onto the hill and all you were seeing was just the mud and they were just and walking kinda, up. I'm like, this is kind of terrible. Kind of makes me wonder if it has like if it's to hide loading issues. You know, with that's the, a possibility. Yeah, or yeah, like or at least frame issues. rate issues. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you top you 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 top this fiasco with seven unannounced games that have been canceled since uh, later half of last year. And uh, I think there was one or two known uh, games that were canceled as well. I mean, what the hell? And they and they they talked about uh, entertaining being bought out again. And like, you guys are just shooting for bankruptcy, aren't you? Yeah. 
yeah, it's just that we, we don't know what's really like, what's really happening in, in the company. They're canceling all these games and stuff like that. And people are sitting there going, oh, they're bleeding money. Here's the thing. Ubisoft made a billion dollars off of the, the most recent Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They made yeah. a shit ton of money. So it makes me wonder yeah. like, okay, what, what is going on within the company? How like they listeners with skull and bones, that game has been in development so long. It's, it's bleeding the gump, the company dry in some cases to the point where they actually had to take out a loan from a foreign country with the stipulation of they, they, it was kind of the similar or kind of a similar situation of what happened with, uh, kingdom or kingdoms of Amalur where they had taken a loan from, in that case, they had taken a loan from a, from a state and they had to pay back that loan within a certain amount of time. They had to be able to release the game on a certain date. There was a lot of stipulations that they had to meet in order to make sure that the loan didn't default and they didn't, you know, put the company into the, you know, into the red. In this case, it's the same thing with Ubisoft. Ubisoft had to take out a loan. They had to turn around and, you know, make sure that they are one, adhering to whatever agreements they had with them. And one of them, one of those agreements was that they would launch this year in November or sorry, not this year, this past year in November. And they didn't, they, they delayed it again. And I'm sitting there going, did you guys just pay back? Like, did they just pay back the loan? Which is possible because I mean, like I said, they made a billion dollars from uh, Assassin's Creed. So maybe that's the case. Maybe they, they paid it back. We just don't know the inside portions of that, but I I see them making all these, these weird fucking decisions and weird mistakes. And you also have the, you know, new rabbits game that came out with the Mario rabbits game that has not been performing very well. And part of that has to do with the fact that it wasn't very, it wasn't marketed. Like they didn't do any, almost any marketing with it. Shit. When it came out, I didn't even know it had, it had come out. Yeah. Me neither. And I, I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, and uh, I had to look and say, I was like, oh, yeah, shit, this came out. And I was like, let me snag it. I enjoyed the first one so much. And it's not so far. It's not a bad game, but it, it pales in comparison to the first one. Yeah, it's not the same. Mm. Um, and part of that might be the fact that the the first one was so unique and uh, brought some interesting aspects to a franchise that had never really been done before. No, they, cha- uh, they in, changed in their franchise, of, but yeah, they changed a lot of uh, function. And is it? it? Yeah, okay. and they also gave uh, at least most of the the primary rabbits uh, speaking parts instead of just having them be all crazy like they really were in the first one. Yeah, oh, that's unfortunate. So I like the crazy rabbits, like Bruh! yeah, like shit. Yeah, that's I mean, funny. it's kind of it's kind of the same thing. I, I I harken back to with like the Lego games. I really enjoyed the pantomime, like the the just the nonsense. But then they brought in the dialogue. I'm like, it's still fun, but it it lost some of its character. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they, they've just been churning out crap in, in the grand scheme of things. Even Valhalla wasn't wasn't a good Assassin's Creed game. It was an okay game. Um, and then well, their mean, decision to go from there. Times of like they haven't been making Assassin's Creed games for a while. Right. Right. I mean, this one basically had nothing to do with it in the grand scheme of things. It was almost a troll to the, yeah. the fans of the, the community, really. Like, hey, here you go th- all the way through the game. Nothing to do with the the, the Brotherhood. Like, okay. Um, yeah. But their their idea to do the next one is to take the dislikable asshole from this game and make it about him. I'm like, yeah, I don't give a unliked fuck. character in the series <laughs> in a while. Yeah. And most of the fans don't like him. 
And for yeah. some reason they're making a game about him. And a lot of people are like, well, I want this kind of game. I want us to go back to the more condensed, more, con- you know, more precise Assassin's Creed. That's actually Assassin's Creed that has the original gameplay kind of mechanics in it. Uh, bringing back a lot of the same fighting styles that we had, you know, the, the, <clears throat> the parry and stuff like that. Yeah. I want that. Wise, that's what, that's what they're trying to harken back to, which yeah. would be great. But and, I have no interest in playing as the character. I'd rather play as sh- French Ezio again. And that's the thing is I, I was even like, I was like, oh man, this, this looks like a good, you know, this looks like it could be a good Assassin's Creed. And then Anderson goes, but we're playing as the asshole. And I went, what do you mean? And Anderson explained to me who this person is and what happens. Yeah. And I went, why the fuck would I want to play as this asshole? Yeah. And he goes, I don't know. I was like, so what was like, who's making these choices? Ubisoft, who's deciding who gets to play what? Like, was this a decision of like, Hey, we want to have a game in the middle East, but we don't have a character that relates to anything we've had. You didn't need one. You could have just had a new character, like every fucking game you've had since black flag. Well, and they already fucking nailed that that biome with Altair. Yeah. You know, when nobody was asking for this again. Like everybody was asking for feudal Japan or Russia or, you know, whatever have you. And they announced finally, you know, ones for Japan and, and China, which yeah. is great, but that should have been your focus. <laughs> yeah, which is great. And those are going to be coming on different platforms. Those are going to be different kinds of games. One of them is going to be a side scroller. Yeah. They're not going to be the same open world experience that you've been having. They're not even going to be a semi open world experience like the previous Assassin's Creed. So who's making these choices? Who's who's the head of Ubisoft that's that's <laughs> making these fucking choices? Guillermo, I think is how you say it. Guillermo, I, I think it's Guillemont, but I, it doesn't matter. Uh, French asshole. Yeah. Um, the one that uh, <laughs> blamed everything on his uh, his subordinates. Yeah, blamed everything on his subordinates and didn't fire half the people that uh, were involved in all the uh, sexual harassment scandals. Um, yeah. It's up to you to turn this ship around. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. You bear no responsibility is what you're trying to say. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, it's a lot of just bullshit. And most of us are just oh, yeah. sitting there watching it and going, okay, but uh, if you fail, it's on you, obviously. So good luck with that. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to be in for a really fucking rude wake up call after Mirage. Yeah. In the, uh, in the meantime, Activision has, uh, been promoting, uh, Diablo four. We had that new, or we had a while back, we had the, uh, the new, what I think is probably the game's opener, uh, as a trailer drop, but, uh, cinematic. Yeah. The cinematic, which is really cool. I mean, they always do a good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. It looked really, looked really good. Uh, I still have zero desire to play this uh, because it's online all the time and it's made by Activision. Uh, it is basically shaping up into having it's basically shaping up into having a battle pass. Uh, so I'm I'm out. I'm good. I'm out. I, I don't need that. Uh, good luck to anyone who likes it. Hopefully it's a good game for you. Hopefully you're not going to be getting another Diablo Immortal because fuck that nonsense. Yeah, I'm torn just because I'm a big Diablo fan. Uh, I get it, and yeah. you know the what the what the p- few people that I do um, believe in when it comes to watching reviews and stuff from say it plays fantastic. I mean, it's 
you know, the best one that they've had since two. And, uh, and that's really good fucking news. Right. But you know, it's still that lingering thing. Like, yeah, when's the other shoe going to drop? Cause you know, we've already seen what they're willing to do to their customer base. So we've seen what they're willing to do to their own developers. Yeah. Um, yeah, listeners. That's the other thing is I don't really, I still don't feel comfortable giving any money to Activision or Blizzard. And that's not a slight to anybody who does. I'm not going to, you know, pull the bullshit card of like, oh, if you give money to this company, you're supporting bad behavior, and you, you know, you might as well be supporting rape, you know, rape culture or shit, shit like that. That's that's fucking dumb. You're not supporting any of that stuff. You're a gamer. You want to buy a game. You want to show your support for a game that you think is going to be good and you think is good. You want them to make more content like that. Makes total sense. I get that. There's there's a dual argument there. For it personally though i i can't give money to a company i can't give a full price money to a company that does that to their employees and then turn around and investigate in themselves and said oh we found a wrongdoing from ourselves okay and the other thing that i've realized is there's there's really no way to stop these companies not when they're this big uh even if we all boycotted them the only thing they do is close down the studio fire a bunch of really good developers that they have and then they turn around and make a completely different game that none of us want because they think that's the response they should have. Because in order for the company to actually see the issues, they have to have some kind of moral background to themselves. And it's Activision. They have no morals whatsoever. Look who's, who's in their leadership. And there's no better example to this, uh, to this than Hollywood. I mean, Hollywood's filled with just awful people. And they continue to, to hire them back regardless of what they do. You know, pedophiles, people who break the law, people who are nothing but drug addicts that don't want to change and will not change. And I'm not saying the people who have changed. I'm just saying the people who won't change. And they continue to employ and they can continue to promote these people. And then when you and I stop going to see the movies and start boycotting them because we're tired of the bullshit stories that they're giving us and the terrible stories they're giving us, their response is to double down on the same nonsense that's preventing us from wanting to go see movies. Your guess is as good as mine on how you stop somebody that morally bankrupt and that stupid. So me refusing to give Activision money uh, for day one releases and stuff like that. That's just that's just my personal. That's just my personal decision. I'm not asking you to do it or boycott. I'm just saying. Oh, I, I, uh, I guarantee if I do go ahead and get it, I'm definitely going to be discounting the shit out of it, which they yeah. still get money. But I mean, at least I'm not shelling out as much <laughs> yeah i i couldn't i couldn't do a day one for that game even if i wanted to oh it uh, probably won't work day one <laughs> it probably, i'd be surprised if it works properly for the first week uh, you're probably right yeah um so yeah it's it's just one of those things of like ah man it's it's kind of it's it's a toss-up of I don't know. We don't really know what's going to happen in the end. There are a lot of people who are making assumptions. I'm making assumptions as to what, like what I think is going to happen with the game. Personally, listeners, I think it's going to be a, here's the game. Here are the reviews. Everybody's going to fucking love it. The next week after the reviews all drop, they'll change something in the game that will fucking ruin it. And I think they'll monetize the shit out of something or they'll introduce something that, that makes it harder to progress unless you buy things much like Diablo immortal. Right. And I, you know, fucking it's, it's almost guaranteed at this point because of how they've structured the game is based off of it's, it's going to be online all the time. Why would the game need to be online all the time? Right. 
yeah, there's, there's no reason for it. Yeah. So especially, especially for somebody like me, whose internet is not terribly reliable. Yeah. One internet's not very, not terribly reliable Two, It's one of those things of like, it, unless you're planning on making this a, uh, you know, like destiny, a games as a service, which is something they say, Oh, we're not, it's not a games as a service. Well, it sure, it sure sounds like games as a service, right? It sounds a hell of a lot like games as a service. I mean, why else would you have a single player campaign, a a campaign that can be played just just in co-op? Why would you have that set up as online all the time on servers that are notorious for crashing? Blizzard's Battle.net is notorious for crashing when it has too many players on there. Look throughout history, every single fucking launch, every launch that's happened. World. You guys, World of Warcraft players, you guys know more than anyone. <laughs> it's guaranteed. Look at look at Diablo 2. I believe Diablo 2 has a requires it to have server connection, right? In order to play when it started out, it now it now has a offline mode. But when it came out, I believe it required server connection. It crashed the servers. Just 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 by existing. <laughs> People weren't online actually playing. It just crashed the servers because people turned on the game. What the fuck? And people couldn't play, like Miles said, like for a week. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't work for a week. Yeah, just just Miles, from patches and from yeah from <laughs> server uh, 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 bottlenecking and crashing. You know, I, yeah, I so don't. So if that happened with Diablo two, you're spot on. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's no fucking way. Oh, and we just can't expect quality from AAA developers anymore. Yeah, it just just doesn't happen. Yeah, it, it, I mean, too many. Like, it's it feels like listeners. I realize that there's lots of games out there from AAA developers that are completely fine, but it feels like a fifty-fifty shot whether or not the game is going to be running on day one. Yeah, we're going to be buggy. It's just yeah. it's it's a toying cost or a, a toying toying cost. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What was that? Hello. That was, that was a audible dyslexia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was a coin toss. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a coin toss in order to figure out whether or not that's actually, that's actually going to be the case. Is a game going to actually function or not? And, uh, I mean, I fully expect to have issues day one, obviously with destiny, uh, Lightfall. I might not play it for at least a day because the servers are going to drop. Uh, and the reason why the servers are going to drop is because there's nobody playing Destiny right now. Listeners, the 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 season path, like this this past season, the season of the sheriff was kind of disappointing. It was kind of lame. Uh, it, don't get me wrong, the story was cool. I enjoyed the story. The overall activities and uh, trying to get us to go through the season pass stuff, it wasn't it's worth not it. Enjoyable. Yeah, it's just not enjoyable. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Where, like, ah, it's a it's a cool event. I like some of the stuff that they have in there. There's not enough being done with this and I'm just going to go. I'm just going to wait until something with actual substance and meat to it drops and then I'll come back. Um, right. And that's, that's and, where we're you know, at, With the so. way they're reworking everything, it's going to be kind of like coming back to a almost fresh, fresh start. game. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, um, there's lots of changes happening. They're nerfing a lot of shit because apparently we were having too much fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bungie, if you were here, this that is a constant theme with you. I just want to point out everybody knows it that every time you nerf something, it's because we were enjoying ourselves too much, which is a bad way to do do to do your video game. Just to point out, 
Uh, I think their, their, their season passes need to change up. I'm hoping they do with the changes they've been making for Lightfall. I'm hoping that the season passes kind of change up a little bit more. Um, I'm hoping the developers start getting it. into their heads. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm hoping the developers start getting into their head of like using old locations for different missions instead of us replaying the same missions, but creating, you know, instead create different scenarios within those missions. Uh, I mean, you have the Cosmodrome, which is almost rarely ever fucking used. We don't even know why you brought it back. Right. It's almost never been used. What was uh, its purpose? They, they, uh, the, uh, the, what's it? the Awoken World. I always forget the Dreaming City, right? Yeah. Uh, people basically fought to keep that in, and they re- they relented and left it in, and then they did nothing with it. Like, yep. the only time I ever went there was when a, uh, a strike would send me there at random. Yeah. You know, and like, that's it. I'm like, all right, entire yeah, people- location you don't even use. Like people I go to the moon area. More yeah, people love that this. area. They they love that raid, especially the last yeah. wish. Um, yeah. and I do. I I I the 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 amount we've played of it. Uh, for that raid, we never finished it. But that raid is cool. It's there's a lot of really cool stuff going on in there. It's a really neat area to explore. Wish there was more being done with it. I wish that there was another dungeon in there because the dungeon that's actually there is awesome. So it's, it's one of those things where like you, you watch the game and you're like, all right, it's, is it because, is it because they can't drop content fast enough? Probably. Is it possible to drop content fast enough? No games as a service really doesn't work. No. I mean, it's, it's a miracle that Bungie has gone this long with it and that people continue to keep playing it. It's one of those things of like, you have to understand that when they say games as a service, it's, it's like world of Warcraft. There's going to be stuff to do here and there, but you're going to be rerunning the same shit over and over again. And you have to really, really enjoy playing the game or the camaraderie that you get in the game in order to put up with that. But the difference is, is world of Warcraft. I don't, I don't know enough of this Miles, So you're going to have to educate me on it. Of do they nerf things on the regular basis that Bungie does where it's just old shit. Like, like some of the oldest stuff you can find in the Um, game and they just randomly nerf it. I mean, it's been, oof, I don't even know, 16 years since I yeah. played. Uh, but when I was last playing, uh, give you a, give you an idea, listeners, those of you that might actually play it, um, not long after Wrath of the Lich King came out, uh, I stopped playing. Gotcha. Um, they, they, they would constantly do updates to tweak uh, some of those variables, but it was not anywhere near as frequent or as extreme okay. uh, as Bungie does. Um, but then again, PVP was handled very differently uh, for World of Warcraft than it was uh, um, uh, Destiny. Yeah. Because uh, that's really what most of their tweaks come down to is, oh, well, you know, this is screwing people over in PVP. We got to rebalance it and by rebalance yeah, it which throw it completely out of whack yeah which, find which listeners we've we've talked about we've talked about this it, that is an easy fix and for some reason bungie can't get that through their head bungie i'm going to tell you this again if you want to fix the crucible and stop having people complain about oh this weapon's doing too much damage and stuff like that for regular crucible put everyone on the same playing ground of 
Everyone has the same armor stats. Everyone has the same armor level. Everyone has the same weaponry. You can only use specific weapons designed for Crucible alone. Exotics do not count. That's it. Simple fix. Everyone's on the same playing ground. It comes down to skill only. There is no benefits. There's no perks. Nothing. It's basically Halo. So if you want that to work, that's how you do that. The only place, the only place where exotics and armor and stats and all that stuff should come all together and really mean anything is Trials of Osiris and the Iron Banner. That's it. Those are the place where you truly prove your metal, where you're going in to say, my build is better than yours. That's it. So if you guys can't figure that out by now, there's no fucking hope for Crucible ever to be really worth our time. Because it's fucking dumb to sit there and constantly be reworking everything over and over and over again, wasting one, your development time and waste our time as well to figure out what the next good build would be to take into anything because you keep nerfing the shit out of everything for crucible when that transfers over and fucks us over in PVE. Yep. That's it. Just get it through your skull. Crucible was not designed to translate to PVE. So either you give everything different stats for PVE and PVP, or you create one set of stats instead of weapons for crucible only. To put everyone on the same playing ground. People, people can't complain when they no longer can say that guy's shooting me from across the map because he has a specific exotic that lets him do it. You should nerf that exotic. That stops real fucking quick when you can't use exotics anymore. So I don't understand why it's taking you guys so fucking long to figure to, to even to even nobody's even thought about this in the company. How game's been around for a decade. How is this not? How has nobody thought of it? Just fucking mind blown. Like of, of how it's never been brought up. Like what the fuck? And I say decade, I'm using that term loosely because in reality, I think the game's only the franchise has only been around for what? Like eight years. I think, I think maybe nine at this point. You guys still can't figure this out, and and you've had two two iterations of the game, and uh, no one in your company sat there and said, "Hey, what if we did it this way instead? What if we went back to our roots of the thing that made sense in a previous game that we made that was very popular, that had basically set the standard for all multiplayer and shooters at the time? Mm. Why don't we Why don't we kind of think about that a little bit, and then uh, when we have these special things like crucible or like uh, iron banner and and in trials osiris that's when we tell everybody you need to bring your best shit you need to make sure you have your best build because that's where it's going to count well that and just get rid of the false longevity it's like that's more insulting than anything at this point false longevity is always insulting it's it's insulting it i have to tell you it's less insulting in a games as a service than it is in an rpg that's a single player false longevity in a single player oh god that is infuriating I'd rather fucking be able to binge an entire story's content in 
seven, ten hours and be able to replay it as it being fun, you know, whenever I feel like getting on, rather than hand, you know, spoon feeding me that seven hours worth of content. Yeah. You know, 20 minutes at a time. Yeah, absolutely. 20 um, minutes a week. <laughs> <coughs> like, here you go. That's that's all you get for for progress. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's so listeners, when I say false longevity in a in a single player, uh Valhalla is a perfect example of that, of where you do missions that are completely fucking pointless and are just there to create longevity on in a game mm. that's already longer than it should be. So and it happens. It's not just them. It happens in other other open worlds and other RPGs, and it shouldn't. It really shouldn't. It's it's very infuriating, very frustrating. And while yeah, Destiny does have you know a lot of uh, repeat of missions, and you just constantly repeat missions over and over again, and those feel like false longevity. The thing that's really false longevity is when you're getting drip fed these you know these quests uh, over weeks at a time that that add up to maybe a total of a, a couple hours of content and then on top of that you have these ridiculous like moments where they just completely waste your time of like okay go here go here go here go here and you just go oh, well this is just fucking annoying yeah. and we're not talking side quest we're talking main story that just makes you do dumb shit for no fucking reason yep it's yeah, that that shit needs to go like talk to the <laughs> same person in three different locations yep <laughs> hey could you go here to go talk to the same to go talk to this person okay yeah now that you've had that conversation in this location go to this location and have the same conversation have a different conversation with the same person and you're sitting there wondering why can't i just talk to them here right they're right here. They're right next to me. Why do I have to go to this other location? Like, it's the equivalent of that scene in Rick and Morty where Elon <laughs> Musk or Elon Tusk. Listen, we need your help. Rick, Morty, why me? Did something happen to Elon Musk in your own reality? No, no, no. He's fine, but this is a team operation, and regular Elon can be a little bit controlling. Growing up with Tusks did pose social challenges. It's possible overcoming them raised my self-esteem and incentivized collaboration. Yeah, or you're less sure of yourself because you have monster teeth. An equally valid theory. Let's talk over here. How serious is the situation? Incredibly serious, and every minute counts. In that case, I'm sorry I made you move over here for no reason. Well, yeah, that was a little weird. Well, it's exactly that kind of shit that made us worry about regular Elon. Well, we're not opposites, okay? I'm just him with tusks. Goes, hang on a second. Come over here. And they walk <laughs> ten fucking feet, and then yeah. he says, go ahead. And, like, it, it's a complete waste of time. It's the most annoying fucking thing in the world. Yeah. It always, it always fucking makes me laugh and throws me off with the stuff that like we have comm systems constantly in touch with each other. <laughs> like, and I have to go visit an entire another planet to go talk to somebody. Like, well, you're asking you. too much, Miles. We also have flashlights <laughs> on our ghosts that we can't use. So, <laughs> yeah, it irritates the fuck out of me too. That was the funny thing is when I got the fucking emote for the flashlight. I'm like, this actually functions. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what the shit. Anyways, yeah, they've heard of them. Like that was proof. That was proof. They've heard of flashlights. They know what they are. <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, uh, uh, just a quick recap on that. I mean, yeah. the 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 director behind uh, Destiny uh, acknowledged, you know, all the complaints, and even then, he said it's going to take some time to roll out because we already have X amount of content created. They're like, but we'll be you know working towards fixing it or whatever the fuck, right? 
Yeah. And so it made it sound pretty clear to me that those fixes would not be implemented in Lightfall, uh, at least not day one. Um, that they oh, might yeah, I don't expect it to. Half the year through. And that's, yeah. that's a, you know, assuming that they're actually going to adhere to that and, and commit to fixing it. Yeah, assuming they're actually going to change anything. Yeah, which I wouldn't count on. Um, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, where it's a little late for, for that to even be considered, considering I think they only have two major DLCs left, right? Including Light, Lightfall for, yeah, for the finality funny. of the game. Um, of when they've planned on on you know destiny being finished mm-hmm. because Bungie, you know they are working on other things listeners i mean it's good to hear that they're working on other things they're collaborating with their you know their new owner sony on uh creating new content and uh we will see if that stuff doesn't go exclusive um and if uh sony lives up to their word with Bungie of saying making sure that they're they're going to allow them to make games for other platforms um oh and it's going to be really interesting to see beyond Destiny. what they what they come up with anyways just cuz when when they bought it uh, when Sony bought them I'm like you bought a one trick pony like yep. it does that trick well like but you're expecting new content like something unique from them yes like, but they didn't spend 60 billion dollars <laughs> on them like Microsoft did for Activision right um who let's face it, they bought, you know, they bought Activision because Activision has some of the largest licenses in the world. Absolutely. But on top of that, they also own Candy Crush. And that was their biggest thing. Listeners, you can we can sit there and, and argue all day of like, oh, they wanted Call of Duty to be exclusive. They wanted, you know, all of World of Warcraft and all that stuff. And those stuff may that stuff makes tons of money. No argument from me. But when you compare them to Candy Crush, there is nothing on this fucking planet that can trounce the amount of money that thing brings in. And that was what Microsoft was looking at. And uh, speaking of Microsoft, (laughs) uh, they went through cleaning house. uh, Something like 10,000 employees spread over them and uh, some of their developers. Yep, 10,000 layoffs. Uh, we don't know all of the circumstances that's led to that, listeners. Yeah. Uh, a lot we of have it no was three, four, three. Yeah, we don't know what's what's really uh, going on internally. I know that uh, Microsoft has been under scrutiny as well as three, four, three because of Halo. Um, I imagine that there are some other things that they're looking at on the fact of there have been plenty of uh, failures within the company of things not really painting out or being as popular as they'd hoped they would be. And this includes, this includes some game pass games. Um, but I mean, I think the one that really caught our eye after, you know, over, over all of it, um, was that, uh, three, four, three was the big, was the big one. And, uh, it's interesting to see a company that's buying another company for $60 billion, having to let go of 10,000 employees, uh, it's kind of odd to be honest of like, well, you clearly have the money to keep your employees. So they clearly didn't have to, but they probably did in order to either, uh, get some tax incentive, um, and, or, uh, make, uh, bonuses for, for higher ups, higher ups, uh, more applicable, um, you know, yeah, to, to not, make that make their make their portfolio look a little more profitable. The companies yeah. do this all the time, listeners, that makes them look a little more profitable to their shareholders. So yeah. that being said, you know, they're not solely responsible for the the shit that three four three put out. 
It's yeah. impossible for them to be the sole blame of 343's uh, products and, and quality. Yeah, I mean, which is we, exactly what, what I think we were leading into is the, yeah. you know, listeners, what he's talking about really quick uh, is that Infinity, or sorry, Infinity, the fuck? Uh, I'm well. thinking of Halo Infinity. <laughs> Three, <laughs> Everything's um, infinite and infinity now. Yeah. So. Uh, Halo Infinite didn't do well uh, overall. It hasn't one hasn't had the player count they've been expecting. It it's it's had multiple issues, multiple problems, multiple complaints uh, involving gameplay, involving the open world experience, and it uh, the fact that they've fallen way behind anything scheduled for dropping into one the single player content and two majorly this is the big one uh, the multiplayer content. So. What happened was there was an uh, somebody put out a tweet basically that was from 343 blaming Microsoft leadership for things like that falling behind and for causing all that stuff. Now, I'm sure that there have been a lot of problems within 343 and Microsoft's leadership on the fact that they had to restart the game multiple times. Totally understand that. And that that part of an argument is legitimate. The thing that's not is what M- Miles is referring to. Yeah. Yeah, when when you crank out products that that looked the way it did uh, on the reveal, and that meant you were absolutely okay with how that looked, you were okay to send this to submission. You were saying to everybody that this is good enough work to sell. Yeah, and it wasn't. It it still isn't, uh, from my understanding. Like I haven't launched the game myself, but I know that it didn't launch with fucking co op day one. That's the yeah. first one to not do that. Uh, yeah. in fucking forever. It doesn't even have split screen. Um, you know, which, which is funny because it's actually capable of doing it. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they found it for, through data mining that it works basically fine in the grand scheme of things. Um, so yeah, I especially mean, given the hardware is being played on. Yeah. It's a <laughs> huge, it's literally the worst thing that they've made. And, and, and I, and that's saying something cause five story fucking blue ass. Yeah. Five story listeners was so bad that people swore off the series entirely. I almost did. I said if they didn't fix this by by infinite, I was gone from from Halo. I would say fuck this shit. It ended at four. Mm-hmm. I'm almost tempted to still do that, except for the fact that the story, the actual gut guts of of Halo Infinite, the story itself is actually pretty decent. It's not yeah. terrible. It's not great. It's not the best Halo we've had, but it sure is shit a better storyline than five. You're playing as the main character. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're playing as the main (laughs) character. Uh, And on top of that, they literally, you can tell from the moment you start playing it, that it is 100% a fix for Halo five story. It is 100% being designed around trying to fix the shit show. That was Halo five story. That's how bad Halo five was, was, was received. I want to point that out because what Miles is referring to is the fact that if the story is still good, but people hate one, the open world experience, a nearly completely disjointed story that requires literally requires you to play Halo Wars 2 in order to have some kind of semblance of connection between Halo Infinite and Halo 5. You are missing co-op for the main campaign, something that hasn't happened in a Halo game ever for day one. On top of that, you also had desynchronization issues with multiplayer. You had matchmaking problems. You had playlist issues where the fact is that not all the playlists even existed from previous versions of Halo that everyone expected for crying out loud for the first 
year of Halo Infinite's existence, it was being under repair. And even that's being too generous because in reality, it was just being finished. I'm sorry, but I'm having a hard time, 343, of understanding where your logic comes from when you have an employee that says that, oh, because of Microsoft's upper management, this is the reason why we failed. Really? Because it seems to me like the reason why you failed is because you guys didn't know what you were making. You had the same problem that Anthem did of you started out with a game just throwing shit on a wall, not knowing what it was going to be. And it wasn't until somebody showed you with a teaser trailer that you're like, oh, that's what we're making an open world Halo that's going to be games as a service. I mean, you've missed deadline after deadline after deadline of content drops. People keep expecting more Halo to come out for Halo Infinite. And right now, there hasn't been anything. And for Christ's sake, you guys can't even put animals on the main fucking open map. Something that was in the original trailer. The original trailer for the engine that was going to run Halo Infinite had tons of life in it. Where did all that go? If those assets actually existed in that engine, shouldn't they be in the game? Or was that just fake? Which is exactly what it was. It was fucking faked. You can't blame leadership for that kind of quality misstep. Right. Because if the game, if the game truly wasn't ready to go, and it wasn't, I mean, it, you guys showed off a demo that was so bad that you had to delay the game again. Yeah. Was that because Microsoft leadership was pushing for it? And you guys wanted to show like, hey, this actually does need to be delayed. And Microsoft went, okay, go with the delay. Yeah, I didn't like, remember I, hearing any fucking stories about employees chirping up saying, hey, we're not being allowed to make this good. Yeah. Didn't yeah, happen. <laughs> yeah, it d- didn't happen. With the amount of leaks that can come out of any any industry and in any any fucking company, and that doesn't ha- that's not a leak. But suddenly now it's, oh, Microsoft leadership's the reason for why the game didn't do so well and why the game underperformed and why we didn't have co-op and all this stuff. Like, is it Microsoft leadership or is it just easier to cover your own ass after you've left the company? I don't want to just, I don't want to discount the fact that, you know, three, four, three actually has, does have some talented people in there. I absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, if they didn't, they wouldn't have had a game at all. Exactly. Just like (laughs) any developer. But I do want to say that I think that there are far less talented people working in the overall industry than there used to be. Just because there's no quality control. And I think that's exactly it. We don't have developers that know the, like, we no longer, listeners have developers that know the old tricks. We no longer have developers that know how to work the way, their ways around the problems that they incur. Instead, we have developers who haven't had to deal with, so, with, with as much adversity as there was in previous generations because the hardware is so much more advanced. And I know I'm blaming the hardware for it at this point, but it's not just the hardware. When you have people who, who have never struggled with trying to figure, like, look at, look at the God of War team. God of War 2 should have never been able to run on the PS2. Literally. If you watch the making of that game, it is unfucking real how that game actually runs on a PS2. It's un- unbelievable that they got it to do some of the things they want to do. And this is true for every single title throughout history on every console, including Halo. There's tons of reasons why Halo should have never worked. And Bungie's Bungie's documented that very well. But they figure out like, okay, we have to, we want to do this and we really want to do this. So they have developers come up with these tricks and these techniques that are just absolutely batshit insane. 
but it works. And you go, how the fuck did you guys do this? These are the guys that created the tricks and techniques that later on get implemented. But as the hardware changes and as the hardware becomes easier to use and more advanced to use, a lot of those tricks go away. So we don't have people who are coming in having to innovate as much as they used to. Mm -hmm. So a lot less quality and a lot less time goes into it. And you just assume things are going to work. Yeah. And, and that's why we have, you know, fucking it's, it's so trite at this point, uh, talking about it, but why indies are so fucking good these days. Yeah. They, they don't have these other factors weighing in on them. Like they yeah. want to get a good product out. They have to get a good product out. Like, you know, their, their only interest is for their own success. Well, yeah, they, they live and die by their game. Yeah. That's it. You know, so there has to be quality control. And like, this has to work. You know, this has to function. There's no, ah, oh, we'll fix it in post. There's no, ah, yeah. oh, we'll get them next time. It's, it's, it's this, it has to function. It has to work and it has to be able to do the things that we want it to do. And it has to be of good quality in order for people to play it and want to keep, continue to play it. Otherwise their game dies and their company dies and they themselves as a developer dies off because they didn't, they, they couldn't make it. So mm. when you, when you contrast that to the AAA industry where everything's we'll fix it in post, we'll fix it afterwards. We'll put out a patch. Like I'm fine with day one patches. Like that's yeah. the thing is like everybody I, I'm, don't get, I'm wrong. okay we, with we, early access games. If you want to yeah. go that route and I'm willing to play and pay for that, uh, that, level of the game yeah like i'm i'm fine with that you yeah, yeah it's a work in progress let's keep going yeah you're signing up you're signing up to play a game that's a work in progress but not, when you say I sell it as a, game a finished still, game yeah yeah i it's not 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 i bought a game that was unfinished and claimed to be done you know games should no longer if that's the case developers of you know, AAA games should no longer be claiming that our game's gone gold because it's not if you're still having to do this many fixes your game wasn't ready your game wasn't done. Yeah. You failed. So that's the thing that bugs us the most. Like we used to, we used to bag on day one patches because of the amount of fucking times it would happen. Now we're completely fine with them. So long as it fixes the game, I am completely fine with a developer working up all the way up to the day it fucking releases. Yeah. So long as the, the, when they, when they give me the day one patch, when that gets implemented, it fixes anything that was left over and the game I play feels like a finished product. If it doesn't after that patch, you have a major fucking problem. Mm -hmm. Your game is now a games as a service model because you're just going to continue to try and fix it. This is the problem I have with cyberpunk. People keep praising cyberpunk now because they continue to fix it. They had to. The game wasn't finished. If they hadn't, if they hadn't fixed it, the lawsuit that would have been on their hands would have been far fucking worse than what it ended up being. So they had to do something. They had to make sure that the game was going to continue function. CD project red could not afford to not fix that game because they were still working on Witcher on Witcher uh, on a Witcher game. They were switching gears, but they were still also having to create more content for cyberpunk. If they had nobody playing it, that fails. That company goes down the tubes and they lose a shit ton of fucking clout with any of their customers. So at least, yeah, they fixed it. Thankfully, they fixed it. But that doesn't mean you give them praises for it. They should have been, it should have been fixed day one. It should have never come out on, on the last generation. 
That should have been a given. They should have immediately gone, no, that's not going to happen. They should have said Xbox Series X, Xbox, fuck, they should have just said Xbox Series X, not even, not even the eh, the, the S. They should have put a fucking, fucking staff in the ground, said you shall not pass. Fucking, you know, Jean-Luc Picard, the line must be drawn here, no farther. Because they should have basically made it a statement of this game requires the highest quality of equipment to run. Because it barely runs on a, on a Series S. It barely runs on an Xbox One X. And the Xbox One X, technically, for rasterization at least, is more powerful than the Series S. Yeah, I mean, it worked, thankfully. It worked fine on my One X. I mean, it wasn't a perfect game by Amy's, but nothing ever is. But at no, least, then- you know, I didn't have any, any real true problems with the game. But the entire industry has gotten this way where there's no accountability. So <clears throat> there's no need to, to test anything. There's no need to make sure that the quality assurance is there. And while, yeah, you can turn around and say, well, part of that's a reflection of leadership. Sure. Okay. Part of it. But it's not the main reason why a game wasn't good or why it wasn't well made by the time you, you put it out. If it was that much of an issue, then... I guarantee you somebody at 343 could have easily just leaked out like actually we're having a lot of production problems. The game's not up to par since there's no co-op. Here's why like this stuff could have leaked out easily into the media and it would have been a created a shit storm. It would have hurt Microsoft. It would have hurt the very leadership that they blame now for the failure of the game. So why didn't that happen? And listeners, we're not trying to be shills for Microsoft. We're just trying to point out, like, something about this doesn't sound right, doesn't feel right. It seems like this is a, a cop-out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, take personal accountability for bad, bad, bad assets, bad products. You know, it's not, you know, you can, it's a team effort to make the game, and it's a yeah. team effort to take the blame. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can absolutely, you can absolutely point out, like, hey, there's a lot of factors in here. We had a lot of things going on internally. There's a lot of things we didn't, we, we, we failed as a team doing. But, and you can turn around and say, but we also had some bad leadership decisions that came down. Uh, we, you know, I mean, that, that happened within BioWare, listeners. But do you think that they could, like, after we heard all the stories of Bioware, and this took years for us to hear all the stories about Bioware and what was taking on or taking place between, uh, uh, arm, uh, Andromeda, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, and then we got into Anthem, and it was years before we found out everything that was that was happening within within Bioware and EA. And yeah. originally, when we when we had Andromeda, when we had Anthem, we immediately ourselves, and we were wrong, put sole blame on EA. And that was because it was EA. EA was known for just being a shitty company at the time, and they still are, uh, and for treating their developers like shit and forcing a lot of things on them. Now, EA is responsible for forcing Frostbite on on Bioware. That is absolutely one of the main reasons why Andromeda yeah. sucked yeah. terribly. And, you know, when it came to Anthem promising something that wasn't even fucking there. Yeah. But Bioware also, we, we found out, also had a lot of responsibility itself of they didn't do a lot of quality assurance they didn't take a lot of uh, or they didn't take a lot of the uh criticisms that they were being given and they ignored a lot of them 
within their own testers. They turned around and they had bad leadership decisions. They had no clue what the fuck they were working on in most of the game. When it came to Anthem, and the first time they saw Anthem on fucking or saw Anthem at uh, uh, E3, that was the first time the developers ever saw the game they were actually trying to make. They had no clue what the fuck they were making. Right. Could you, could you imagine being in the crowd and seeing that and going, oh, that's what I'm working on? Yeah, there's a reason that uh, Bioware, how many, how many creatives left Bioware is the most I've ever seen leave from a video game company and yeah, go just do their own thing. ship. Yeah, yeah, just fucking bail. And, yeah. you know, rightfully so. I, I have no faith in the next Dragon Age. I know you're a huge oh, fan. Zero. Yeah, but I zero. I, I listeners, fuck. I'm a big fan of Dragon Age. I loved I love Dragon Age Origins. I even liked two. Uh, I like I really liked Inquisition. I thought Inquisition was a really good game. Uh, it had it had its problems, but it was it was a it was a great game in my opinion. It had a good story. But I after after fucking Andromeda and and Anthem especially, I have no faith in Dragon Age, especially when they started out with Dragon Age. Being they wanted it to be Anthem with dragons, and I went, the fuck did you just say? <laughs> So, yeah, I, I'm right with you. I, I have no faith in it. I have zero interest in ever buying it. I don't care yeah. if it finishes up the story from Inquisition listeners. I have zero, zero faith in what they will, in what they will make. And I don't even have faith in the next Mass Effect, which is supposed to be a, an actual sequel to Mass Effect 3. It's supposed to be Mass Effect 4. Zero which I, I, I don't completely understand how they're going to go about doing that. But that's, that's, <laughs> that's a conversation for another cast. Pick um, another color and see what <laughs> beginning you get. Is that it? Uh, you know, because for some people, Shepard's gone. <laughs> mm -hmm. And for other people, that's not the case. Uh, so, it, I don't know. But, um, yeah, and it, uh, Anthem is still kind of a sore spot just because, like, it was, it had such good potential. Like, there oh, was yeah. a lot of good things it had going for it gameplay-wise. And they just did not take the time to flush it out. And promise what they got, or you know, make they didn't know what they promise. were making. Yeah. So, uh, so if 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 next Dragon Age uh, uh, completely fails, which it's a possibility, I could see Bioware just not existing. Yeah, that. and if if three four three continues on this track of what's been what's been happening, they're going to be in the same boat. If they can't, if Microsoft, if you guys can't find one the correct leadership for even even between your two companies and and internally for uh 343 if you can't find the correct leadership for that if you can't find the right creatives the right writers people who actually understand who the main character is and what kind of game they're making if you guys keep trying to follow trends and that's the only thing you can come up with with for halo it's going to fail yeah it will fail tremendously and if you guys want Halo to be successful, my suggestion is go back and play Halo online. Go back and play the old school Halo online. Remember how matchmaking worked. Remember the different playlists. Remember the different ways that people could be competitive with it. And create that again. That kind of feeling is exactly what Halo Infinite should have. And all, it, all we're asking for is continue to build off of that. Make Halo Infinite infinitely expandable with multiplayer. 
That's where that infinite should be. It shouldn't be in the fucking single player campaign. That's games as a service. Games as a service doesn't work. How do you guys not see that? And if you want Halo Infinite's single player campaign to be better, go back and look at the first debut trailer. Go back and look at the engine trailer that showed off all the biomes, that showed off all the environments, the wildlife, all that stuff. And that's what it should be. It should be like that. It should feel like an actual Halo ring that's being made and not one single level from the original Halo. The original Halo had more biomes than this does. And then try to remember that your level design has to be built off the idea of pushing the player forward through the story, not just letting them loll around in an open world with nothing to fucking do, but take over a couple of bases, mark off the checklists one by one, like a Ubisoft open world Far Cry game. That's exactly what you made. You may, except you made a knockoff version of it. It's not even that good. And that's saying something, because I think Far Cry is the fucking lowest level of level design when it comes to pushing a narrative and making the player feel like they want to progress. It's just trash. So yeah, you can't blame that on leadership. I'm sorry. I just kind of hope that I just, I just hope that Microsoft kind of gets it together. It's like, all right, we're, we're bringing in the right kind of people who need to be working on these games. Right. And, you know, for three, four, three, it, it was coming, you know, yeah. one way or another, whether it's deserved or not, it was coming. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I said it in a, in a comment, uh, on a YouTube video about it. I, I hope the people that were truly talented, uh, find better and more fulfilling work. Absolutely. Um, but the ones that, you know, fucked off and made piss poor product. You, you have to look inward, you know, yep. take some accountability. Um, real quick before we run out of our time, as far as quality goes, we see, recently saw a combat uh, re- reveal, well, a trailer show off, whatever the fuck, uh, of Atomic Heart. And man, that, that combat Dude. looked rough. It um, looks Especially bad. if you compare it to some of the older combat trailers. Some of the older combat trailers, the combat looked a bit more connective, a little bit more impactful than this latest uh, showcase uh, was this latest showcase looked like you're fighting with nerf. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, 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 they went from a, a highly anticipated game to, uh, we'll see. <laughs> yep. I agree. Listeners, if you know anything, you know, and I've been waiting for this game for a long fucking time. I've been talking about it for years. Yeah. And that gameplay, that gameplay just made me it, all my hopes. Like it was that moment in fucking, uh, Futurama where, <laughs> where the deleted. wine bot just <laughs> hopes deleted. Like that was it. Yeah. The it only gone. thing that I can see as an excuse, and I don't think it's the case is if it was a high level area and you just weren't strong enough to really impact uh, those enemies, you know, if Maybe. they were treating it with that RPG aspect of, Hey, you don't belong here yet. Yeah. Then I'd be like, okay, I get it. That sucks, but I get it. You know, and I don't think that's the case. <laughs> but things just didn't feel like it had any feedback. Like you didn't have any like inertia. No. You didn't have any impact yeah. of like you're things firing, actually hitting these enemies. Yeah, you're firing a fucking uh, full auto rifle 
and you're not hearing like pings or impacts or seeing any like twitch, nothing. It's just yeah, it's not, you might as well be firing blanks. Yeah, so, like firing a BB gun at a freight train. You know, the most useful uh, things that uh, that we saw them using was like the electric and uh, the lift, and yeah. either one of those was killing anything. Yeah. So it was just uh, you know, in slightly slightly inconveniencing stuff. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so that's that's extremely disappointing. But it'll be on you know it'll be on Game Pass, so yeah. we'll we'll try it out, see what it does. You know. Uh, we are we are out of time, listeners. But uh, really quick, um, I went and saw. I just want to put this review out there. Went and saw Avatar uh, two. Um, it is the most beautiful, dumb fucking movie I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> listeners, I don't know what to tell you other than the fact that the story is garbage. The uh, it's really really fucking pretty, and it's really pretty on screen. But that is one of the dumbest goddamn stories I have ever heard in my life. My brain just was screaming how stupid it was. Uh, you know, space, you're you're fucking hunting space whales that <laughs> you're hunting space whales that literally give you the equivalent of a Red Bull can of brain juice that's supposed to make everybody live forever. If uh, if they take it and it, the the cost of per per can or per ounce is so low that there's no way it could offset the operating costs of having to ship it through space, having to colonize an entire planet and the daily operating costs of this whole operation. It's it's so batshit insane. The economics just don't work. I mean, at least the first one had the benefit of like the mining operation. Well, a lot of people might not uh, might not like the first movie. Because, yeah. you know, it's basically Dances with Wolves. It's, you know, that's not an original story either. Dances with Wolves yeah. has been taken from other not stories. Not creative, but <laughs> it at least works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least the mi- the mining operation made sense. Playing Mass Effect, I would have wiped out probably some races and, and <laughs> for Element Zero. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> so that made sense. This yeah. one, you're hunting space whales for uh, fucking brain juice that makes you live forever isn't isn't the whole thing of like why the earth is dying is because of overpopulation like doesn't this make overpopulation an even bigger problem when people don't die from old age isn't that an issue still like i get it it's only for the elite but are you fucking kidding me this is your story this is this is fucking dog shit the fuck is this when i heard what his idea or whatever is for the third one. I was like, fucking Christ, this is so damn retarded. I came out (laughs) of the theater joking and laughing my ass off with my, with my friends that I saw with and telling them like, I I, I can't wait for the next one because it's going to be uh, going to the fire nation. And, you know, Jake Sully is going to be horrified when his children burn to death in lava, trying to learn the way of fire. <laughs> and uh, then, you know, then it's going to be even funnier when he he can't when he can't figure out how how a group of uh, people don't understand that they're dying from ash inhaled into their lungs. And w- when they're trying to pick fruit from the ash fields. And that was a joke. I was joking that this was going to happen. And then a week later. James Cameron comes out and talks about how that's what the next movie is basically going to be is them going to the fire nation. I would, what the fuck? Like, are you literally just stealing this whole Trek from avatar, the Nickelodeon show now, James, is that it? 
the the third film is going to be even dumber than the second film. And on top of that, you had a major villain that is obviously being set up for a redemption route that nobody cared to see and nobody really wants to see. So yeah, the the second film is it's a shitty film. It's a shitty film with that's very very pretty. Uh, I mean it's not it's not awful in the way of like oh that was just crap, but it's the equivalent of watching a it's it's like watching a sci-fi movie with really good visuals, right? Just bad plot. <laughs> oh, uh, and just on the off chance uh, that uh, James Cameron ever gets to listen to this. Uh, fuck you we are, for, yeah. for telling people to go to theaters and not stream stuff at home. Fuck you. Die in a fire with your, <laughs> with your ash people. <laughs> yeah. You fucking entitled prick. Uh, look, I listeners, I'm a huge fan of James Cameron. Like I love his movies. Yeah. I, it, before avatar two, you could not tell me one movie other than piranha two <laughs> that was, that was bad from him because I have, immensely enjoyed his career. This is the first time I went, man, James Cameron, you should just stop because this was that Ridley Scott moment with, with fucking Prometheus of you went too far. You jumped the shark. You're done. On top of that, you have him, you have him telling people that, that uh, testosterone is toxic and, and is uh, poison for men. And yet you made the most, you made the most testosterone film, you know, filled films I've ever seen in my life. On top of that, this one is absolutely testosterone driven. This one is based off of, you know, is, is, is based off of a father and his relationship with his children and his family and wanting to protect them. I can't think of something more testosterone driven than that. I mean, last I checked that that's kind of what, you know, that's, that's one of the things that drives the, the male ego and the male, you know, uh, instincts is protection of his seed. I don't know, man. I sacrifice mine all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be so, clear, listeners, I'm not talking about actual children. <laughs> <laughs> potential children. It's potential lives. Millions of them at a time. I'm not Hat McCullough. Um, okay. <laughs> millions of them at a time. I think that's the only reason why they, you know, why the, uh, you know, God hasn't destroyed the earth is because he's like, oh, these people keep sacrificing their children for me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a dumb movie. It wasn't worth really seeing, to be honest. Uh, the CGI is extremely pretty and I mean, what the fuck do I know? It, it broke $2 billion. So clearly Cameron knows something. I don't that people just want to see super, super pretty shit. I think the biggest motivation for me to just wait till I can stream it is honestly just the duration. Like I'd, I'd rather it's be at three home three hours. Listeners, I'm not joking. When I say halfway through, I made the joke before I went to the bathroom and I looked at, I looked at my buddy Bronx and I went, it's just too much water. <laughs> I just got up, and walked out, went to the bathroom, took a piss, came back and he was dying still. He was laughing his ass off. He's like, dude, did you just say it's too much water? I was like, yes. He's like, that's fucking classic. Uh, so, I mean, it's three hours long and it, it's, it's 45 minutes longer than it should be. Maximum it should be is two hours and 15 minutes easily cut easily can be cut down and on top of that it's got some really just non-enjoyable characters i mean dude dude bro tarzan is just unnecessary not not a necessary character at all like he he does not belong in that film 
I'm not saying the actor is terrible. I think the actor, honestly, I think the actor, given given what he was given, did a very good job. I mean, he's he is believable in the fact that he can actually interact with fucking giant CGI creatures. Um, so he did a good job there. The the thing that I that I don't like is just his character. His character is poorly written. He talks like he's a Californian and he's been, he, he talks like he's from California and he's been primarily raised by a bunch of scientists and the Navi. He wouldn't talk like that. It's, it's freaking ridiculous. None of the kids would really talk like that, especially since their, their dad doesn't talk like that. Where, where would they get this kind of vernacular in the first place? It doesn't make any sense. Poorly written. Will I go see the third one? <laughs> no, absolutely fucking not. I will not see the third one. Uh, at least not until it's available on some kind of streaming service and then I'll watch it. Will I buy avatar two? Uh, I have no, I have no interest in, I really don't have any interest listeners in ever watching it again. The first one, in my opinion is solid and ends wonderfully. And I, I think that's where it should, should stay. It's just the first film, but that's just me. And apparently we're going to get three more of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how, I mean, I don't, last I checked, there's, there's only one fifth element and, uh, she's with Bruce Willis, so um, <laughs> supreme being. <laughs> Anyways, listeners, we really do appreciate you guys listening to us. Remember, if uh, you know, even if you don't agree with us, that's cool. Hopefully, this this creates discussion between you and your friends. And if you would, we'd really appreciate it. Tell your friends about us. It's, it's really the only way we get around. We have no we have no social media presence because social media has destroyed the world, in our opinion. This is Vargo. And Miles. Keep on geeking on. And we're out.